The title of this teaching is The Mustard Seed. It was given by Lourdes Pinto to the Love Crucified Seneca on June 21 of 2018. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. We consecrate this teaching to your Immaculate Heart, our Most Holy Mother, and through you to the Sacred Heart of our Beloved and united in the heart, the chaste heart of St. Joseph. Amen. Amen. The, the teaching tonight is the mustard seed. And, and I sent um, all of you in the United States and some of you that I know can read English in Colombia, the teaching. Monica is translating the teaching to Spanish. So as soon as she's done with it, we will send it to, to our Spanish-speaking family. But in that teaching, there's a picture of my hand in Jerusalem. So it's really amazing. Us here, I put a little mustard seed in everyone's hand here because I never or none of us here imagined that a mustard seed is so small. You really could, you get a mite uh, What's it called? A microscope to see it. But they, they actually come in a little pod. And from that little pod, hundreds of mustard seeds come. Because it's when you see how small it is. Anyways, it's teeny. So that's significant. So in Matthew 17, 20, the Lord tells us, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this fountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Imagine if our faith is that small of the seed I just showed you. Then this past Sunday's gospel was from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4. And verse 30 to 32 that we just heard Sunday says this. What shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. A mustard seed is so small, looks so insignificant, like you just saw, like a little grain of sand, less than a grain of salt, that from its appearance, you would never suspect a large plant with large branches 
could spring forth from it. The host is also small, insignificant, and seems like nothing. Yet, in the small, insignificant piece of bread is contained God Almighty when consecrated. Because this mystery is so great, Christ fully present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in a small, insignificant host, our human mind cannot grasp such a miracle of God without his grace. God constantly shows us his ways are not our ways. <laughs> My community, Jesus has been calling us love crucified, his little mustard seed for years. This is not just a nice expression from our Lord, but it contains a great mystery for us. And also, it contains the manner in which we will come to be transformed into God's living hosts. Therefore, we as a community need to go deeper into its meaning to discover what the heart of God is truly telling us and desiring from us. Contemplating Sunday's gospel, there was a beautiful meditation in the Magnifica right before the readings. And there are two key words that I'd like to focus this teaching on the mustard seed that are very important for us. The two key words are nothingness and insignificance. The Magnificat said this, the Lord wants to reveal his glory by taking up our nothingness and our insignificance and turning it into something majestic by the pure force of his love. The path of the cross that the Lord has given us brings us to know our nothingness. The path has taught us that when we live in our infected wounds, believing the lies of Satan and living in disorder, we live a fake identity. 
someone we are not. Our fallen nature wants to be important, seen, heard, powerful, and significant. Yet the path of the cross brings us to discover the truth about ourselves and God. We are nothing and God is all. We are insignificant and God is significant. In number three, no, in number 110, in page 303 of our path, there's a teaching from our Lord on the spirit of poverty. And here you can see how our Lord has been teaching us more and more of to become truly mothers and missionaries of the cross, to be truly become living chalices filled with the life, the blood of Jesus Christ, we need to be emptied. And the Lord says to us, the spirit of poverty is lived when you allow the Holy Spirit, my blessed mother and myself, to strip you of everything interiorly. Now listen carefully and you see how all of you that have been living the path see this, this work. Your desires, expectations, plans, attachments, securities, consolations in friendships, even consolations from me, so that you are left completely empty. It is a soul that has been stripped of everything that is empty and can be filled with my life. We love crucified are God's mustard seed. Little, nothing insignificant. And in our nothingness, is hidden the power of God. That is why God is constantly telling us that we are the hidden force. Just as the mustard seed contains the large tree and the host contains God Almighty, the mustard seed of love crucified contains 
the power of God, the sword of the spirit. In 2011, the Lord said to us, the enemy will be conquered and all things will be made new but never in the ways of the world. God has chosen to give the sword of righteousness to his little mustard seed. The sword of the mission is the power of God that will pierce and conquer the dragon. In 2014, the Lord said, God's little mustard seed, his holy remnant, is the power of God for the great battle. Therefore, the mustard seed is our community as a whole and also each member individually. In order for our mission and identity to be protected from the snares of Satan, we must become more and more each day God's insignificant vessels. This is so important, my community. If we lose this as a community, we lose everything. The day that I am not here anymore and Father is not here anymore, all of you must strive to remember this and protect this. For it is the protection for the future of this community and the fulfillment of our mission. Every mother of the cross every missionary of the cross must become God's insignificant vessel. The Lord said to me, my daughter, desire to be only my insignificant vessel For it is in your humility and poverty of spirit that I have found great joy. Remain small and I will reveal my power. Desire only the cross and my love will triumph through you. Believe in the power of my hidden force 
as one with the power of my Eucharistic life. This is the force that God is strengthening for the decisive battle. Perfect your family in the hidden life I have revealed to you. He also said to me in 2011, my daughter, you, Father Jordy, and my community of love crucified will undergo greater attacks now from Satan because he knows what will come forth from my little mustard seed. In 2011, our Blessed Mother said to the Mothers of the Cross, I come to warn you, for Satan wants to devour God's mustard seed before the seed begins to flourish and blossom. Therefore, we have been warned by God and our Blessed Mother. The protection of our mission, the protection of our community and the work of God is in each of us living more and more, helping one another to truly be the mustard seed, to become nothing insignificant. This is why the work of our path of dying to our old selves, the person who we have become that we are not, to become who we truly are, nothing and insignificant is essential for every mother of the cross and missionary of the cross. For here lies the protection and fulfillment of God's mission for the church given to us. And what is that mission? Ushering in the reign of the Holy Spirit with the reign of the Immaculate Heart of Mary as one with the Eucharistic reign of Jesus. And I'll let you read the words. I have them in my notes. I gave them all to you from 2-12-2018 recently that the Lord specifies very specifically the mission of our community. I'll read one sentence because we're running out of time. My second coming will come through Mary 
with Mary and in Mary. For it is my Eucharistic reign, my little one, the new Pentecost will be the reign of my mother as one with my Eucharistic reign united to the Father. This is the great mission given to you and the few that respond. Just like it is hard to conceive that from such a speck as the mustard seed, such a large plant can come from it, just as it's difficult without grace, impossible, I should say, without grace to conceive that God is fully present in a piece of bread, a host. It is also impossible without the grace of the Holy Spirit for our community to even begin to understand how a mission so great can be given to such an insignificant community. And yet, that is what God has done. His ways are never our ways. God has willed for our love crucified community to not be recognized officially by the church as of yet. He has wanted us to remain hidden, insignificant, unnoticed, misunderstood, and small. For it is God's way of forming us according to his perfect plan. He is making sure that we are the mustard seed. Individually, he also forms us in the same way, in the hidden, insignificant, ordinary martyrdom of the heart. The more hidden, small, insignificant, unnoticed we are, the greater our power, because it is the power of God. So how is the mustard seed of love crucified sprouting, growing, strengthening, and producing fruit? The Lord said to us in 2010, the mustard seed of the love crucified family 
is still hidden, but it is sprouting, and its roots are becoming anchored and strong. It will stand firm and not be uprooted because it is being watered by my precious blood and the blood of my martyrs. So, the large tree, my community, might never be seen in our own community. I don't know, but it might never be seen. We, we might never be a large and visible community in the church. The Lord so far has scattered one teeny little mustard seed in some cities, and a few in others. How God sows the seeds of love crucified is up to him. But we must, and I emphasize must, desire to always be his insignificant little mustard seeds. The day this community tries to be powerful and big and strong according to our desires, we lose it all. The Lord said in 2012, do not grow weary in living all that I have taught you. My little mustard seed, believe in me and my promises to you, my little mustard seed. You will grow in great power and strength, but not in the ways of the world but in the ways of God. Be prepared for great trials. Persevere in love. So this is so beautiful. Our Lord is telling us we're going to grow and we're going to be fruitful, but not in the ways of the world. And then he's telling us love crucified, be prepared because we also are going to have great trials. And in our nothingness, united to Jesus hidden in the Eucharist, in every trial, more and more, a mother and missionary of the cross must Persevere in love. The hidden power of God contained in the mustard seed of the love crucified community 
has been sown in the Legion and Regnum Christi, in the heart of the Legion in Rome. It is sprouting, taking root and producing fruit there. They might grow in strength and numbers, a visible army in the world, while we remain their hidden force as God's hidden victim souls. We remain the seed that is underground, buried, and our visible growth is actually in others, in other souls, including those of our families, workplace, Belém. The Lord has said to us in 2010, from my mustard seed, the love crucified family will come forth an abundance of choice rich fruit. In 2011, he said, I now ask you my blossoming mustard seed to help guide many out of the path of destruction into the path of life, especially my beloved sons, whom I need to shepherd my people into the safety of my cross. In 2017, the Lord said, remain with me and pray the stations of the cross so that many hearts will be open, will see and be converted. After this great grace from God, will come the final tribulation. God's little mustard seed has been born upon the earth to prepare souls for these decisive times. Pray also for my shepherds, for their hearts too have become dry and brittle, unable to see the God who gave them life hanging from the tree of life. So you see, the power of God contained in love crucified in each of us will bring forth fruit, especially in many priests. And we don't even have to know them. Most of them we will never know, if not almost all. So an important question for each of you tonight. Are we each willing 
to be the mustard seed that remains hidden, underground, unseen, unperceived, yet bringing forth large branches and producing an abundance of choice fruit in others. The Lord said, you will lead many through this simple path of holiness. I am revealing to my little mustard seed. But be assured that my little mustard seed will be the seed that produces a hundredfold in my church. That's an amazing promise, my family. Our path forms us and all the souls that receive the simple path to become living hosts, one with Christ Eucharist. Our beloved Jesus Christ remains hidden, unseen, unperceived by many in the smallness and insignificance of the host. Yet the seed of the Eucharist enters our hearts. He continues to remain hidden within us. And if the soil of our hearts has been plowed and prepared, the seed of Christ's Eucharist grows until it's no longer we that live, but Christ who lives through us, with us, and in us. And therefore, I, I also sent you in the beginning of this teaching the parable of the sower. Because so much of the path is meant to prepare our hearts that are hardened to become the rich soil where Christ can grow in us. That is so much of the path. That's why we need to come out of our wounds, the disinfect the lies, and all of that work. In conclusion, we can ask, then how are we nothing and insignificant, yet we're sons and daughters of Abba in Christ, restored in God's image and likeness and possessing gifts of the Holy Spirit? And again, the answer is in Scripture. John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, 
you can do nothing. Being renewed in Christ and the ability to live our gifts that are given to us by God is completely dependent on God's grace. We can never be restored in the image and likeness of God on our own. It is all God's grace. Yet, what we do have to give that allows, that word is very important to love crucified, allows, because God so many times has said to us, allow me. It is not the fault of God if we're not being transformed. We put the obstacles for God. So what we can give that allows God to do this work of transformation in us is our will. My fiat to be his victim soul. And this fiat must be lived out daily as Mary did. An example. I have been given by God, the Holy Spirit, the gift of teaching. Yet, I am completely dependent on God for the inspirations, the wisdom, the lights, and connecting the dots for me. Once I receive that from the vine, my Lord, then I can teach it and pass it on to you. Therefore, I remain nothing and insignificant, even with that gift. Because without being connected to the grace of God, I have nothing to teach you. And it's the same with all of you. Maria Hickens has the gift of singing and composing. Yet all those songs are completely inspired by God. The difference is she used those gifts of singing and composing years ago when she was not connected to the vine. And therefore, that music, like the Lord says in John 15, 5, did not produce much fruit because the gift was coming from self and not from God. But the moment Maria connected her gift to the vine and all her inspirations come from the spirit, it produces fruit. And it's the same thing with all of us. The problem is when we live our gifts and our vocations detached from the vine, as if they are our own. This is what our egos desire. This human tendency, though, my family, is a tendency we all have. 
It comes from our infected wounds and through our disordered attachments to want to be important, significant, applauded, affirmed, liked, accepted. It's all about me. It also comes from a lack of trust and abandonment to Christ. Truly believing with our entire being that God loves us and anything he permits in our lives, whether good or what we perceive as bad, is for a greater good. Therefore, you can be a mother, a father, a priest, a layperson, living your vocation disconnected from the vine. And we do this many times subconsciously because I don't think any of us think I'm disconnected from the vine. Yet, when we are living in the lies that are in our subconscious planted by Satan, whether we realize it or not, we are living disconnected from the vine. We're living for self. So what are some signs that can alert us of this condition? And these are some that I've come up with from the work of the path and listening <clears throat> to so many souls. One, feeling burnt out, wiped out, depressed, lack of joy. I remember when I was homeschooling, I would get wiped out and burnt out a lot. And part of the reason, yes, it's very demanding, but I wasn't burnt out because it was demanding. I was burnt out because I was living disconnected from the vine, trying to do it all myself, putting all the pressure and burden on myself. Another sign, anxiety and fears. Why? Because we subconsciously are concerned about our reputations, our image, being accepted, liked, fearing criticism, rejection, failure, humiliations. I experienced this when we were preparing for the retreat in Rome. I started to feel anxiety. Why? Because it became about me. I fell into my own lies of, I'm gonna sound stupid, they're gonna reject me. And the minute I went there, I fell into anxiety. The moment I saw it in myself, brought it to the Lord, could 
be transparent to Christ and give it to him. Again, I went into peace. Waiting upon the Lord, my vine, to give me the retreat. I refused to plan the retreat of my own. And I waited and waited to the point that I thought he's not going to give it to me. <laughs> and he's going to have me go just at the moment and just speak with whatever at that moment from my heart, which I got to the point that I was willing to do that too. You see, because I refuse to give anything that I know is not coming from the vine. And it's the same with all of us. Another sign that we're not fully living connected, a life of disharmony, lack of balance, where many times work and doing a lot of things, always active, is the majority of my life and there is very little time of prayer, silence, recollection, interior work, rest, and yes, my family, fun. The Lord wants us to be people balanced. He wants us to have a good time. He wants us to play. If I am working, all the time and I am never playing with my family with my friends I'm never laughing with my community something's wrong there is a lack of harmony and balance and another area impurity of desire one of the most important virtues for mothers and missionaries of the cross is purity. But sometimes the most difficult purity, area of purity to grow in is the purity of desire. Why? Because many times we can do lots of good things but deep in our hearts, they are not flowing necessarily from the will of God, but from our own desire for self-gratification for ourselves. The work of the path brings us to such an attentiveness to our hearts that the Holy Spirit can bring more and more light into the deepest recesses of our heart. When we live knowing our nothingness and insignificance, it's all about Christ. He is all, our vine. Everything comes to us through him. We are capable of nothing without him. Life is not about me anymore. It's all about him. And therefore, I live only to please him. This is holiness. 
And Jesus said to us on page 241, it's in one of the messages, I asked the Lord, my Lord, how do I live solely for love, forgetting myself? Because I thought this is absolutely impossible. <laughs> and it is for us. And he said, live to please me. To live in the unity of the Trinity is to live gazing at the Father through the Son to please him in all things. So I had to get to the point that if it was more pleasing to the Lord for me to get to Rome without a retreat and look like a fool, praise be to God, because it would be pleasing him, you see? So I pray with all my heart, my family, that you will take this teaching and read it and ponder it because this is so important for who we are, for the protection of our identities, for the transformation into our identities, and for the future protection of our community. Thank you.